So I want to talk a little bit about this tonight because I feel like uh, some people, you've had a miracle and I want you to keep it and I want it to go deeper in terms of an emotional, mental or physical miracle. Or Some of you haven't yet and I want to give you some keys. Are, are you ready to go? So I think part of, it, part of this is, if we just have a look, I'm going to jump down to Ephesians. Oh, hang on a minute. Just, just talk to your neighbor for a moment. Put, put that Ephesians scripture up while we're going. And I'm just making sure that my notes upgrade. There we are. They just upgraded. Excellent. Got to get, always get an upgrade. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 16 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. Bible says Jesus came to set you free, came to give you life and life in abundance, but the devil came to, came to rip you off, to destroy you. So he's got schemes and plans to destroy every individual one of us. A, a, it's very consistent the way he does it, but it's personalized to you and I. And it goes on in verse 16 and says, above all, so talking, Ephesians 6 is about how to put on the full armor of God like a Roman soldier in warfare. If you're going to stand against the, the, the schemes of the devil, you've got to put on the armor of God. The last one it talks about is above all, taking the shield of faith. Everybody say the shield of faith. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The fiery darts of the wicked one. The illusion here is not so much darts, 180, not so much darts, but arrows. Because the way that in warfare in Roman days, in that time, the, the, the enemy would light arrows. Uh, from the, Sometimes they'd tip oil on people and then they'd shoot fiery arrows to, to burn them. But often they would fire arrows that were already lit uh, and with the idea that it would catch on fire. Sometimes those arrows were dipped in some sort of fuel and the idea that the fuel would spill over people and then that, they would catch on fire and that would be part of their strategy to take. You know, if you've seen any kind of those movies, you'll get the, you'll get the gist of what's going on. And so the devil's like that. He'll take, he'll, he'll take lies, particularly lies that have no truth, and dip it in fuel with something that'll trigger you and shoot it at you so that you get caught on fire and, and you get uh, harassed, you get taken out by the lies that he shoots at each one of us. And so the way that the Roman soldiers would deal with that, each of them would have a shield. All of the rest of their weaponry was for personal, for personal protection. Everything like sword, breastplate of righteousness, belt, feet, helmet of salvation, that was all for them. But they had shields, which was for them, but also the person around about them. And so the shields are about a meter by a meter, often framed up by wood, not always metal. And they would have a leather lining on them. And before they'd go into battle, they would saturate the leather with water so that if a dart or an arrow got fired at them, was on fire, it would quench the fire that was being shot at them. And the whole idea was the army would line up together with these shields, they'd get behind them, and then someone behind would have a shield, so it'd be two rows, and they'd, they would protect themselves, but they'd also protect protect the person beside them and then they protect the person in front of them this means warfare is only successful when it's done together that's why the enemy wants to isolate you keep you from gathering keep you from relationship because we're designed to be fighting the devil not individually but together and so the way you go on give the lord some praise so 
The enemy will throw thoughts at you and I. And they're, they're lies and they have some sort of tangibility. And he doesn't do them just with thoughts bombarding your brain. Very often, he'll use words that somebody speaks over you. Uh, I heard one preacher say it's like this. The devil is like a surfer and the, the waves are like words and he surfs on waves. So uh, for all the surfers out there, you're not like the devil, just to be clear. But the devil, he comes and he, he surfs on the words that are spoken over us or from circumstances that have happened in our life or different situations. And so he comes to attack us. And tonight I want to, I'm going to really do a quick summary of what we do in the freedom course. So there's four words because the freedom experience that we run as a church is not just a one-off thing for us to do once in our life. It's actually a pattern that we need to adhere to when we're going to fight the enemy's lies against our lives. So I want you to, if you're going to write anything down tonight, I want you to write down four words. Okay, so that, that's the cue. If, you probably should write some things down. Four words, they all start with R to make it easy. And it goes like this. The first one is repent. Everyone say repent. All right, repent. The second one is release. Everybody say release. The third one is rebuke. Say rebuke. And the fourth one is renew. I'm going to say them again in a moment. Repent. Release. Rebuke. Renew. Now, they don't have to be done in that particular order, just so you know. So some people, during Powerhouse Conference, something happened and an atmosphere was loaded with the power of God and someone prayed for you and broke something off you and it shifted off you. It was rebuked. But now you've got to go and do the work to keep it from coming back. Repent, release, renew, rebuke, renew. You've got to go and partner with the Holy Spirit. The, the series we're in this month is called More Than Sundays. If you want to maintain freedom and all that God's got for you, it, will, it takes more than Sundays to maintain the freedom that God has got for you and I. And so we, we have to repent. Now tonight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after six things. All right, six things. Six things that at some point or another in my own life I have struggled with and had to go after. Some of which I'm working on right now. Because I've found the more effective you are for God, the deeper you go in God, the, the greater the influence you have, the deeper you've got to dig the layers of stuff out that the enemy's kind of infiltrated into you over time. So just say, say to your neighbor right now, freedom's a lifetime journey. Turn to your other neighbor, your second favorite neighbor, and go, yeah, you need some freedom. Come on, it's true. It's, we all need some freedom. We all need some freedom. We all need some. Come on, we all need it. We all need it. So here's, here's six things, and you, you, might, you might relate to them all. These, these things are particularly feelings that we have that follow the bombardment of the lies. They're all lie-based. We've got some flipping crows out the front of our house at the moment. They're driving me bananas. I just, there's a palm tree beside our neighbor's place, and around the, cl the clock, these crows are just sitting there, rah, rah, it's, it's, trying, trying to go to sleep. They're, they're off. It's annoying. The, devil's, the devil is like crows in your brain. He's just like, rah, rah, 
You're not good enough. You should fear that. Things aren't going to work out for you. Everyone hates you. It's just on and on, yada, yada, yada. So annoying. Now, on the farm, we had a certain way when I grew up that we would treat them. But I probably shouldn't share that right now. We would deal with one of them and do something with it as an example to the rest of them, and they'd stay away. But we won't go there right now. Just, oh no, we would just, no, anyway, I'll leave that to your imagination. So other farmers, a little kinder than us, would put out scarecrows to scare the crows away. I'm not sure if you're aware that, uh, that, that scarecrows are, are actually brilliant in particular areas. You know why? Because they're outstanding in their field. Come on, here we go. Sorry, sorry. Okay, let's just keep moving. All right, let's deal with those, those lies. The first one is guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. You're guilty. You're not worthy. It's a bombardment that many people will struggle with at a different point. The next one, intimidation and inferiority. You're not good enough. It's a lie. It comes from the pit of hell. But it comes wrapped up with some sort of credibility, maybe because someone important told you something and it's stuck. It's got on the inside. The next one is rejection. No one loves me. No one loves you. You're not worthy of love. You're not lovable. And you don't necessarily verbalize these things, but they go around in your brain. The Bible says that, that, that our mind can be programmed a certain way or our heart can have things written on them and we don't understand why we react a certain way. But over time, either through the atmosphere of our upbringing or certain traumas we've been through or just words that have been spoken, these things get into our mind or they get into our heart. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the issue is you can try and change your behavior, but if you don't deal with the spirit behind it, that's the, that's the spirit realm, and you don't deal with renewing your mind, that's the R. If you don't get your heart healed, you'll stay in the cycle. The next one is fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety. Let me just have a little, little hobby horse moment if I can. I hear too many people say, oh, yeah, that's just my anxiety. Okay, can I, it's okay to say I struggle with some anxious thoughts. That's one thing. But it's not your anxiety. It's not like a little pet. Like, I feel like sometimes we, we can identify, it's like this terrible stinking skunk that's on the outside and we let it into the house and, 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 and it's now it's, it's making a smell and it's messing up with us and, we, and we've made it into a pet. But it's not a pet, it's a pest. Get rid of that thing. It's not my anxiety. It's something from the devil. It's, it's, it's one thing to admit that I'm struggling, but it's not, it's not, you never say that's my cancer. It's not yours. It's from the pit of hell. And so you don't, uh, by, by, you don't own it. Own that you're struggling with some thoughts, but don't go saying it's my anxiety. Ugh. Anyway, there we go. Off the hobby horse, keep moving. Number five, pride. Pride is that lie that I'm better than others. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Number six is unbelief. Unbelief is saying that God couldn't do that for me. God, God's unable. He can do it for that person, but He can't do it for me. Unbelief. And it comes again with lies and ah, ah, ah. 
bombard. You're always going to struggle. You're always going to be poor. You're always going to be sick. You're always going to be whatever it might be, just in your brain. So how do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? Well, the first thing here is we repent. And I'm just going to not so much tonight focus on repenting from the, th the things we've done wrong, although that can be a source of where the enemy attacks us. So if we've sinned by doing something that we feel guilty about, the only way to deal with that is to bring it to Jesus. And the Bible says, confess our sins to Him. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So, so that's the way to deal with the sin. You only have to do that once. But often what we have to do if we're going to break the chain in our mind and our heart is where we've actually come into an agreement with the lies that have been bombarded at us, so much so that we end up, they become part of my default thinking. They become part of what's on my heart. And the first way to get rid of what the enemy's doing and, and the thoughts that are bombarding you and I is to repent from coming into agreement with those lies. I, I've had those thoughts for too long. So Jesus, I'm coming to you and I repent for, uh, for my unbelief. I repent that I've been unbelieving. I repent that I've not trusted you. I repent that I believe the lie that you're unable to get me out of this situation. I, I repent for believing that I'm always going to be stuck with this Jesus. That's, that's unbelief. And I repent for agreeing with that lie. I've got to break my agreement with the lies of the enemy. He might have been bombarding you for 20 years. So this is not going to change in one moment. You can get set free from a demon in a moment. But if you're going to stay free, you've got to break all of the agreement with the lies. Because otherwise the enemy comes back and starts knocking on the door like, hey, remember I'm your anxiety. I got kicked out at conference, but remember I'm yours. Start to seed some ideas and you'll, you have to be very aware. No, 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 you're not my anxiety. You're not my, I'm not letting you back in. You're out of here. I've repented for believing the lies that God is not going to look after me. I've repented. And sometimes, you know, we taught this in the, taught this in the series, Breaking Intimidation, but it works for all of these things. We need to daily, I'd say five minutes a day of focused prayer around these things will help you get free. We need to daily, and I do this myself, and I've been doing it for ages. I do this myself. I've, just got, I've got things written up, and here's what I'm repenting. I'm repenting of believing those lies. I'm repenting of coming into agreement with unbelief about that. I'm repenting for this. I'm repenting for that. God, I break those lies in the name of Jesus. I, they no longer have hold over me. So you might be like, I'm bombarded with guilt and shame. And even as I say it, you might never have identified it, but that's what it is. You feel like God can't use you. You feel like you're a second-class Christian. You feel like you're discounted from your future. That's a spirit of guilt and shame that bombards you with lies because of something you did or something that happened to you. And maybe even as far back as something that you don't even know happened to you in the womb. It could, it could be so far back. And I struggle with this stuff. Why is it that I struggle with this stuff? So the first thing is to recognize I struggle with that. It's not mine, but I struggle with guilt and shame. I struggle with intimidation and feeling inferior to other people. I'm not good enough as other people. I feel inferior to other people. 
I struggle with rejection, the feeling that no one loves me, that I'm not accepted by people. You, by admitting that you struggle with it, that's number one. Number two is I'm coming against those lies. I am no longer going to agree. I recognize, I circle them. They're a lie from the pit of hell, and I'm no longer going to agree with them. No, I'm no longer going to agree with fear and anxiety. I'm no longer going to agree with pride that I'm better than others. I'm no longer going to agree with unbelief. That's repent. You may have to do that for six months. I don't know, I cut a tree out of our backyard once and the roots just went down and down and down. They just kept going and kept going. And there's certain things that have been planted into our life, in our lives at some point, and that those roots have gone down deep into our heart, into our spirit. And so it won't be just a matter of a moment. You've got to pull those things out. You've got to just, okay, God, the way I'm just pulling that out, by, I'm going after pride in my life. I'm going after that thought that I'm superior to others. I'm going after that thought that, that those people are lower quality than me and this person's less important than me and, and I'm superior to those kind of, I'm, God, I repent of every one of those thoughts to pull it out until I've got it out by its roots. That's repent. Number two is to release. We're going to do this all together in a few moments. Releasing is releasing either a person or pain. So often we believe lies because of words that have been spoken or circumstances that have happened. And so the key to getting free and letting, getting out of the cage that this has is to release. The first one is releasing a person from judgment. I forgive that person who rejected me. I forgive that person who made me feel guilty. I forgive that person who put shame on it. It might be yourself, but usually it's someone else. I forgive that person. I forgive them. I release them. I'm saying, God, you're the judge. You've forgiven me, so I'm going to give it over to you. And I'm, that's not my deal anymore. I just, I pray you bless them. You know you've forgiven somebody when you can see them and have good feelings towards them. Until that point, you haven't fully forgiven them. And that takes work. That takes work of daily releasing and praying blessing. I release them and pray blessing. We release the pain. This is what God does so often. You're like, oh man, when I came to church and the presence of God's here, why am I crying so much? That's the Holy Spirit pouring His love in and pain starting to come out. But so often the lie is I can deal with my own pain on my own. That's the lie. But the, the truth is, I need others to help me get the pain out. I, I feel like some of you, your homework from conference is to ring up Pastor Rod Frecker here, Pastor Josh, one of our team, and either make an appointment to see them or ask, who do you think I should see? I want to come and talk about some things that I haven't really talked about. And I want to get it out. Rod's, a, Rod's awesome at this stuff. Come and, come and sit with the master and, and just go, I, I don't know why, but I've struggled with guilt and shame. And he'll just ask a couple of questions. And then suddenly you're, you're like talking about things that you didn't connect, but actually that's where the pains come from. The rejection, the, the, those feelings. And you just, we need each other to talk things out. Prayer is a big part of it. But some of you to keep your freedom, you've got to recognize, okay, I've got to release that pain that's bottled up on the inside of me. Sometimes you watch a movie and start to cry about it because it's touching a sore point and because you've got pain 
buried on the inside. Sometimes there's this overwhelming emotion in you and you don't know where it comes from, but it relates to these things that I'm talking about. We've got to release it. We've got to get on the altar whenever we possibly can so that God, who's the master of dealing with pain. I talked to a, a friend of mine recently who was horrifically sexually and physically abused for about seven or eight years of their childhood. And you would never guess it now. They're high functioning, highly functional and healed. And I just said, just give me a window into how you've been healed. And he just said to me, oh, it was just, it was, it was years of prayer counseling, years of, years of it. He said, I, I saw three different counselors over a number of years. The first one helped me. I just said, I just cried every time and talked about the pain. Described and described what happened. Described. Then he said, the next one that I saw, whenever I cried, they came and sat down beside me and they cried. And that's exactly what I needed for a season because it was like 10 years of abusive. And then the, the next one started to challenge me. One of them, he said, talked to me and said, I want you to ask God, go back in your mind to where the abuse was happening and ask God, where were you? And he said, I got a vision of Jesus sitting in a chair in the room. There was an empty chair and it came back to me. I saw Jesus sitting in that chair weeping while I was being abused. And he said, it just helped me so much because my question was, God, why did you allow this to happen? Why didn't you care? He said that happened as he met with someone and they just took him on a journey of releasing the pain. And I love the line that he said to me. He said, uh, you've got to get over this idea that it's broken people who seek, get counselling. He said, it's not broken people, it's breathing people. Everybody who breathes needs someone to help us unpack the pain that's on the inside of us. It's not a, there's no condemnation, there's no shame from getting uh, God's spiritual, godly counselling. It will help you get free and stay free. Are we doing that? That's releasing. Are we doing all right? Releasing. I'm not going to spend much time on rebuking. We, I'll probably just do that together in a few minutes. And then renewing is where we renew our mind based on what the truth is, not what the lies we believed. I'm going, to give, I'm going to give a scripture for every one of those things really quickly. You might want to just get your phone out because some of you, you're going to, tomorrow morning, you're going to start your prayer, your freedom prayer, five minutes. You're just going to re, re, repent for believing lies and coming into agreement with lies. You're going to release someone uh, from and start to release pain, release a person. You're going to begin to rebuke the devil, whatever that is, rejection, fear and anxiety. You're going to rebuke it and you're going to renew your mind. So let me just give you one scripture just as a starting point. If we can put them up behind me, guys, it'd be great. So if it's guilt and shame, you're not worthy. First one is 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So if that's where you struggle with guilt and shame from your past, you can just speak that scripture. Romans 8 verse 1, now there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Devil, you cannot condemn me. I belong to Jesus. I'm clean. That's a, that's a declaration you can make. That's, okay, that's for the first one. The second one, intimidation, inferiority. 1 John 4 verse 4, you're of God, little children, and have overcome them. This is the enemies, those ones. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You're not inferior. You don't need to be intimidated. You've got the living God on the inside of you. You will overcome. All right, I'm not going to preach each point. Number two. Number three, rejection. 
Romans 8.38, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. You would confess this and say, God, I'm loved by you. Nothing can separate me from your love. I am completely acceptable to you. In Jesus' name, you're renewing your mind by speaking Scripture. Fear and anxiety, if that's a struggle. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You can speak that out time and time again. I love when Deidre recently shared with us about her journey of coming from South Africa and the fear that she struggled with and seeing Pastor Rod and then getting the Scripture and going through these steps changed her life. Pride. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 6, he gives grace generously. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So you renew your mind, say, God, I don't want you to oppose me. I'm, I'm humbling myself right now. Every good thing in my life is a gift from you. Unbelief, last one, Mark 6, verse 5. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. If God's not moving in my life, it's not because He doesn't want to. My unbelief will be the blockage. Lord, I say we're saying, God, forgive me for my unbelief. Shift it off my life as a father who prayed a prayer. God, forgive me. Help me in my unbelief. So these are just some scriptures to renew our mind. Are we doing all right tonight? Let's stand to our feet, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. If you can identify with one of those six things and you genuinely want to get free or something has already begun in you to get free, particularly at Powerhouse Conference, something shifted off you but you want to go after it in your life, I'm going to ask you just to come down the front right now. Just come quickly down the front, right up to the, right up to the, to the platform. You're like, I want to get free and I want to stay free. I want to shift something off my life. God's working in my life. These are, this is, there's, no, there's no shame at all in this. This is my life, getting free from stuff, getting free from stuff, breaking it off my life. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Shakamam Rekiri Bamba, Rebeli Bishu Kurabadata, Rebeli Bishu Laburabamba. Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Okay, this is what we're going to do right now. We're going to go through the four hours just real quickly. I want you right now to repent. If there's something specifically that God's putting His finger on, you go, I need to repent of this. Just ask for His forgiveness. But if it's a lie that you've come into agreement with, name it right now. Circle it right now. I've come into agreement with the lies of rejection. And I repent of that. Forgive me, Jesus. I've come into agreement with the lies of guilt and condemnation. I repent of that. Change me, Jesus. Just begin to pray as the band just gets a little stronger while we're repenting right now. Come on, do business with God. Let's turn the band up a little bit. Thanks, Carrie Ann. I repent. I repent of agreeing with the lies of the enemy, the lies of inferiority. I repent for believing and coming into agreement with the lies of anxiety. It's not my anxiety. I break agreement with that lie in the name of Jesus. I repent and come into agreement with the Word of God. I break these, those things off my life. I repent, God, for agreeing with pride. I repent, God, for agreeing with unbelief. I repent right now for belief for believing the lies of the enemy and coming into agreement with them. And I break my agreement with those lies right now. I break my agreement 
with guilt and shame. I break my agreement with intimidation and inferiority. I break my agreement with rejection in Jesus' name. I break my agreement right now. Come on, say those words. I break my agreement with those lies. I break my agreement with those lies. I break my agreement with the lies of the enemy. I break my agreement with shame and condemnation. I break my agreement with intimidation. I break my agreement with pride. I break my agreement right now. I repent, oh God. I break my agreement with unbelief. I break my agreement with the lies from the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. All right, that's awesome. The next thing I want you to do right now is if there's someone you're thinking of particularly, a situation, a circumstance, something traumatic, someone who spoke words over you or treated you a certain way, and they come to mind right now, I just want you to release them. You might feel the pain come up while you do it. Let it out. That's what releasing is. Let the pain out. Let the pain out. Let the pain out. Come on, let the pain of the lies out. Let the pain of rejection out. Let the pain of rejection Come on, some of you, your parents got divorced when you were young and you felt guilty about it for years. Let the pain of that guilt go right now. Some of you have been abused right now. Begin to let the pain go to God. Just give it over to Him. Give it over to Him. Give it over to Him. Give it over right now. Some of you have been bullied from childhood or at school and it's hurt you and you carried the pain on the inside, begin to release the people who bullied you and begin to release the pain right now. Release it, release it, release it, release it. Some of you, your parents mistreated you, abandoned you, rejected you, left you when they should have been there for you. And you need to release them by a decision right now and release the pain, release the pain, release the pain. Some of you have had people who have been unfaithful to you rejected you, you struggle to trust, release them right now, release them right now, release them right now, let the pain out, let the pain out, let the pain out, let the pain out. Spirit of God's moving right now. Spirit of God's moving right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, shikiri bam bam, rikiri baba. Holy Ghost, shikiri bam bam, rikiri balala bala. You're healing, you're healing, it's healing. Coming, raba rabu robo rebata shukubara mama. It's healing coming. Shulabara bidi bidi bala bara 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 bidi bidi bala bara 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 ma. It's healing coming, it's healing flowing. Shikiri bam 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 bam, rikiri bama. Come on. Let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. Some of you wonder why you, you react to people a certain way, you treat people a certain way, and it's just an overflow of the pain that you're carrying on the inside. Let it out, let it out, let it out, 
Let it out. Holy Ghost. Do business with God right now. Release, release, release the people, release the pain, release the pain. It's never, you're never too late, you're never too old to release pain, to release people. Spirit of God, I might get a couple of singers up if we can. Let the fresh wind of God blow. Let the fresh wind of God. I just feel like God wants to do just some more business right now, so I'm not going to move on. Lift your hands to heaven if you feel like God's washing some pain out of you right now. Just lift your hands to heaven if He's setting you free. Oh God. Come on, go with it. Go with what God's doing. Go with what He's doing. Go with what He's doing. See that person you're forgiving right now. There's a breakthrough moment coming soon, but it comes on the back of repenting and releasing. Release, release, release. Release, 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 release. release. Come on, Holy Ghost. Heidi, I just see God saying to you, not your fault. It wasn't your fault. You can let the, the pain go, the guilt, the shame. It's breaking off you right now. Not your fault. Breaking off right now. Release. Release, release, release God, release the pain, release the pain, release, release, release it God. God, I believe you work all things for good, release it God, release the pain, release the pain, release the pain, you can trust God. Trust God. I fixed my eyes Ra 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 
God's work being done, being begun, but I, I, I can't emphasize enough the need for many of you to see someone and begin to talk about the pain and, and in the process of doing that, healing is going to flow. We're going to rebuke the enemy right now together. Uh, we're gonna, we are going to do a shout again because you don't rebuke an enemy by going, oh, go away. It's just, it's just not how it works. It's warfare. Whenever you go into warfare, it's a shout. But, but I want you to think of, uh, I want you to name it. One of those six things or, or multiple ones, rejection, uh, guilt, Guilt and condemnation, guilt and shame, whatever whatever resonates with you right now. And I want you in the moment, we're going to count to three and we are going to shout. But that shout is at, at a devil. In the name of Jesus. So this is what we're going to shout. In the name of Jesus, I come against whatever it is. I come against guilt and shame. In the name of Jesus, and I command you. Go in Jesus' name. That's how you rebuke the enemy. You imagine it's an intruder coming into your place in the name of Jesus is your power. Are we ready to go? One, two, three. In the name of Jesus. Break your power. Break your power. Get off right now. Right now. Take authority. Jesus. 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 You break off. You break off shame. You break off. You break off intimidation. You break off unbelief. You break off the enemy's lies. You break them off tonight in the name of Jesus. 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 There is freedom. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who surrounds me with songs of deliverance, songs of freedom, breakthrough, change. Chains are breaking. Chains are breaking. Sickness is going. The power of God is flowing. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. And we finish with prophetic declaration over our own life right now. Whatever it is, if you can remember the scripture, say it. But if not, just say in the, whatever it is, the opposite. I'm not rejected. I'm loved by God. I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed and forgiven. I, I don't have shame. I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not intimidated. I'm bold and I'm confident. I'm not rejected. I'm loved by my heavenly Father. I'm loved. I'm not proud. I humble myself before God. I'm not unbelieving. I believe the promises of God. Just declare. Just, just for one more minute. Come on, go to the music again. Just declare over yourself the truth of God renew your mind right now by speaking the promises of God renew your mind right now by breaking the lies of the enemy oh 
Oh God, oh God. You're breaking through. You're changing minds. You're changing hearts. You're turning lives around. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. The work of God. The work of God. Amen, amen. All right, right through the whole place. Just let's lift our hands to God.